This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 544. Every life coach needs to be clear about these seven things. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the Shriek, who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I just finished, at the time of this recording, a certification course for positivity practitioners. This is something that I've done for a number of years now. The best way to increase your own positivity is to put yourself in position to help others to do the same. And so I launched this certification course and I've been training and certifying and supporting life coaches, professional speakers, influencers, authors, people who want to spread positivity in whatever way they choose to do that. It's been so much fun for me to do this as part of my professional practice. And I've learned that there are certain things that people really need to be clear about if they want to go into this kind of work. So I'm going to take you through these seven clarities. Now, if you're in a position where you can open up your computer, pull up your browser and go to positivitypractitioner.com slash quiz. That's positivitypractitioner.com slash quiz. And that will open up a quiz form where you can review these seven clarities. And as we're talking through them here today, you can give yourself a rating on how clear you are about each one. At the end, I will send you the results of that quiz in a way that you can see where you are where you're starting in this journey. So let's jump in. Clarity number one is why. You have to be clear about your why. Why do you want to do this? Being a positivity practitioner is not for the weak of heart. But I have found that people who are really called to do this kind of work. Now, weigh that word in your mind. Do you feel called? to do this? It's like it wasn't really even your idea. It landed in your lap somehow. A lot of people that I talk to who want to practice positivity have had a life experience of some kind that has turned on the lights for them. Some of these experiences are very traumatic or dramatic. They they tend to be the kind that teach you exactly what you need to know. And then after having that experience, you really want to share what you've learned with other people. So do you feel called to this? Now, I'm going to ask a question that can be a little bit dramatic. But there's a reason why I'm asking it this way. What would you give your life for? Now, that feels a little dramatic or intense. 
But to become a positivity practitioner means that you're willing to trade your time and your precious life energy to do this. I have literally given my life for this practice. It's what I spend my life doing. Do you hear me on this? Well, what are you willing to give your life for? Is it important enough to get this message out to the people who need it? Now, I, I had an opportunity several years ago to listen to Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who is a brilliant neurosurgeon and also a correspondent for CNN. He had his boots on the ground in Puerto Rico on a Wednesday morning following a hurricane that just devastated that community. And he had his boots in a Bravanel Hall in Salt Lake City that same Wednesday evening speaking to us. During the Q&A, Dr. Gupta was asked, what is the most disturbing thing that you've encountered out there? Now, that's quite a question for a guy who goes into war zones and who visits disaster sites and reports back on health and human issues. But he didn't even hesitate. He said it's the unnecessary death. Now, we understand that people are going to die in a hurricane. We get it. That's part of the deal. But what he was referring to is people dying after the fact because they did not have access to food, water, medical supplies, the things that they needed to survive. They didn't have access to it. And the more tragic part of this story is that those things existed in containers, on ships, in the port, on the island. But there was no distribution process to get it out to the people who really needed it. It was shortly after that talk that I signed a contract with Nate Woodbury to launch Live On Purpose TV our YouTube channel that now is just shy of 400,000 subscribers at the time of this recording. The people who need the principles are waiting for us, for you and me, to figure out how we're going to put the distribution in place to get it to them. How are the people who need what you have to offer going to receive it? This is all part of your why. And it opens up some of the other clarities, too. In fact, let's go to the next one. The next clarity. Oh, and before we go to this, by the way, go to the quiz and mark your level of clarity for your why. That's the first question on the quiz. Each one of these clarities has a question represented on the quiz. And just mark how clear you are. No, there's no right or wrong answers. It's simply how clear you think you are about that particular clarity. Mark it wherever it is. And then the scoring that we'll provide for you afterwards will give you a little sense of what that means. Okay, or what you get to work on next. Okay, back to clarity two. Who? You know, most of the people I talk to who want to become a positivity practitioner want to help everybody. Yeah, me too. And I got trapped in that. For I still fall into that. Honestly, I want to help everybody. I know that these principles are good for every human being on the planet. And so I want to go out there and save the world, right? 
The problem is if we want to help everybody, we end up having a really hard, hard time helping anybody. And that's because it's almost impossible to design a marketing message for everybody. We're going to have to get a little more clear about our tribe. Now, I'm using that word as it refers back to a book by Seth Godin called Tribes. And Seth pointed out in his book that you've got a tribe. They're out there. They're waiting for you to show up and lead them. We need to define and identify our tribe and get really clear about who it is specifically that we can help. That's not easy. But how clear are you about that? Who represents your tribe? I take my practitioners through an exercise where they create an avatar. And this avatar has a name and an age and an ethnicity and preferences and activities. And so they get to describe and define this person who would be their ideal client or member of their tribe. It's a great exercise to try if you want to get a little more clear about who your tribe is. And then that will help you to figure out, okay, where do these people hang out? Where can I find them? How can I reach them? See, this will inform some of your marketing efforts. That's clarity number two, who. Now go to the quiz and mark how clear you are about your who. Let's go to number three, what. Meaning, what is it that lights you up? What is your message to your tribe? This ties into your why. For me, it's all about positivity. I've designed the positivity model for the purpose of serving my tribe because of my why. All right? I'm all about saving and enriching key relationships, and this model is what I want to get into their hands. Some people don't really have a model, and I want to just talk for a moment about ideas versus models. Whatever it is that's lighting you up is simply an idea until you can put it in a format that is more concrete and more tangible and more relatable to more people. This is how we develop models. If you're familiar with what I'm talking about, uh, my positivity model, you'll know exactly where I'm going with this. If you're not, go grab a copy, liveonpurposeradio.com slash the model. You can go get a copy of my positivity model and see exactly what I'm referring to. It usually involves a visual component, something that can be copyrighted, something that can be printed, something that can be shared and traded. Uh, so, Take those brilliant ideas that you have. That's your what, what you're going to deliver to your tribe. And if you can develop that into a model, it's even better. Some of the people who reach out to me don't have anything along those lines. They just feel this passion and they know that certain things have really helped them and they want to use those things to help other people. In my certification program, I actually license my practitioners, my licensed practitioners to go out and use my models with their tribe. 
And that's an option for you. I'm not saying that that's the right answer for everybody. But if you don't have a model, if you're not clear about your what, you need to find what it is that you're going to be sharing with your tribe. So that's clarity number three. Give yourself a rating on the quiz. Let's move on to number four. Clarity number four is when. When is the right time? And really, how do you know when you're ready? This is a vexing question for a lot of people because maybe they've been tossing the idea around for years. Maybe they're continuing to do whatever it is that they've always done and surprisingly getting what they've always got. And they're not sure when it is that they're going to take that leap, to take that step, maybe something that they've been promising themselves that they would do forever. What is it for you? And how clear are you about your when? Now, before we leave this clarity, I want to address reasons and seasons. Okay, reasons sometimes become excuses because anytime you decide to do something, even if it's this most amazing thing that you feel called to do and and it's your life's passion for people that you really care and love about, the, even then we get in our own way and our brain hands us 15 reasons why that's going to be hard or it's going to not work or here's why I shouldn't do this. Okay, all you need is one strong reason why, and we already talked about that in the first clarity. After that, we handle the considerations. And by handling considerations, I mean stuff will come up. Your brain will give you reasons why now is not good, why now doesn't work. If those are simply reasons that your brain is trying to protect you from stretching and reaching out, then you handle the considerations. Do you really want to go? You know, I had a, an experience with this when I was attending a training, a personal development training that was phenomenal, really very transformational for me. And I finished up part one and then learned about part two. And I'm like, Part two? I didn't know there was a part two. I'm in. Well, part two was handling during a three or four day time period that I already had a lot of obligations for. I had a speaking engagement. I had a subpoenaed court appearance to, to appear in a custody trial where I was the main witness as an expert witness for the court. I had my son's 18th birthday. I had all of these things were going on. About 12 clients were scheduled to, to meet with me privately. And so I thought, and your brain will do the same thing, I can't because. And then it started to list all of these reasons. You've been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't because of all these good reasons. Well, Handling the considerations means you get clear about what your intention is, and then you just handle stuff. My coach at the time asked me, do you really want to go? And I said, yeah, I really do. But, and I threw the butt in. You do it too, probably. She very lovingly redirected me with this question. She said, Paul, if this were your mother's funeral, would you attend? And my brain immediately latched onto that. Of course I would, right? I would move everything off of my calendar to attend. 
So she said, handle the considerations. And I got it at that point. Really? Am I committed to this? Because if you're committed, you will handle the considerations. If you're interested, you'll use a lot of phrases that contain the word but. So I got busy handling the considerations and I moved everything. Now, I can't move my son's 18th birthday, but what I did was approached him and said, hey, it's really important for me to honor this with you. What can we do that would be even better than me being here for your birthday? And we came up with a phenomenal plan. It involved some snorkeling. And it was really awesome. Okay. What about a subpoenaed court appearance? I called the attorney that had subpoenaed me and I said, um, I'm really sorry. I will not be available during that time period when the, when the trial is. And he said, you have to be there. You've been subpoenaed. And really, if you receive a subpoena and you ignore it, you can be arrested and thrown in jail. You can literally be taken to jail. And so I called the judge. I got the whole trial moved to a different date. This I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying that you have to handle the considerations if you're actually committed. I could probably do a whole podcast episode on that. Let's move on to clarity number five. Clarity number five is where, I don't even need to spend a lot of time on this, but you have to actually be clear about that. Where will you serve your people? And this also means in what form or more modality. Are you going to serve your people through a podcast like this one? Are you going to serve them on YouTube like I do over at Live On Purpose TV? Are you going to serve them in a membership site? like the one that I have at Live On Purpose Central? Are you going to serve them from the stage or the microphone, like I often do if I'm speaking or giving a keynote or a training? Where will you serve your clients? And our world has changed. Most people don't need to have a physical place like my office where I'm recording this podcast episode right now. They can work from anywhere via electronic means and digital communication. Whatever it is for you, just get clear about your where. Then mark it on your quiz. Where? Let's go to number six, how. This one is tricky. And this is why I set up a certification process for positivity practitioners that includes some intensive training on the what and then a year long of support on the how. When you get going on a business model to support your positivity practitioner calling, I've told a lot of my trainees this, either you do it as a service project or you figure out the how for a business model that creates an economic engine for the mission. Did you hear that? I'll say it one more time. Either you do this as a service project or you figure out a business model that creates an economic engine for the mission. This is what I mean about how. Are you clear about your marketing channels? Are you clear about your sales processes? And sales has a bad rap among a lot of helping professionals. They're like, oh, I don't want to be salesy. Yeah, me neither. But sales is simply opening the door to your service. And if you don't do it, they don't get it. 
then it becomes an issue of morality, I think, at that point. Are you really willing to withhold this from people because you haven't figured out a business model? Well, get some help. Get some support in doing that. There's a lot of help available. Come into my program if you want to, but my program isn't the only one you can do. In fact, I got all my business training through Amy Walker and Jody Moore and Lisa Sasevich and some of these brilliant coaches that I've had in my life who have helped me to structure a business model that creates an economic engine for the mission. You'll need to be clear about the how. Let's go to number seven. I promised you seven. Seven is being clear about the ethics. This includes the limitations to practice. And practicing within the scope of your expertise. I am a licensed psychologist. And I am licensed to do things that you, unless you're a licensed psychologist, are not licensed to do. You can't do therapy if you're a life coach. You could actually be arrested in many jurisdictions for practicing without a license. So you got to be clear about what those limitations are. That includes giving diagnoses. Now, if you're if you're not licensed as an endodontist, then please don't go do a root canal on someone. It's the same idea. So there are professional standards and practices you've got to be aware of what the limitations are and practice within the scope of those limitations. Plagiarism, piracy, Don't steal other people's material. I've seen this in the professional speaking industry when someone will steal someone else's story and pass it off as their own, their their intellectual property. Now, I grant license to use my models when people become certified positivity practitioners. That's different because I'm giving official permission for my certified positivity practitioners, people who have certified in my program, to actually use my models in their practice. They get to go make money off of it. And I give them my blessing to do so. But beyond that, you cannot steal or plagiarize or pirate someone else's intellectual property. And that includes my models if you're not certified. If I don't license you, you don't have permission to use it in your business. Now, you can go share these good ideas that you have with other people in your family or your friends and, you know, share it around. That's why we put it on YouTube and on this podcast. But the difference is if you want to incorporate it into your business model and have it become part of what you do, then get permission from whoever owns the copyright. Get permission and license before you use their materials. And better yet, come up with your own. Build your own models. Come up with your own stories. That's even better. And then you can avoid that trap. One other thing that I'd like to say about ethics is that there, I think, is an ethical obligation for those of us who are positivity practitioners to give back and to serve those who have helped us to get to where we are, including our clients and subscribers and you, you as a subscriber to this podcast, you'll notice that I show up here and I serve you for free on a regular basis. 
Now, can I serve you more if you hire me or get into my certification program? Absolutely. And I would love to play at that level with you. For those of you who have filled out the questionnaire, okay, and once again, it's positivitypractitioner.com slash quiz. Little questionnaire. It'll take you through all seven of these clarities that we've talked about today to see where you are in your journey. And when you fill out the second part of the form, now you'll give me your contact information because I'm going to be in contact with you after that. If you're not good with that, then don't fill out the form. If if you want to get the summary and the results, fill out your contact information. A member of my team will probably reach out to you to discuss it with you. We're not going to charge you anything for that, but we want to have a conversation and see if there's a good fit. If there is, awesome. If there's not, awesome. It's not for everybody, but if it's for you, I want you in the room because we could take this to another level. Positivity is, in my mind, one of the core principles that allows us to live on purpose. And as a positivity practitioner, you get to share that with people who are dying out there because they don't have a distribution process to get it into their hands. I am honored to be on your team. Thanks for listening today. I hope you got something from that. I'll look forward to seeing what your quiz summaries are if you care to share that with me. And if not, that's fine too. Thank you for being here. It's time to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating, too. It's time now to live on purpose.